And we welcome you into the best podcast available, Training Camp Edition, episode number three, Sunday, August the 16th. Practice moved up this morning to 10 a.m., and frankly, I'm a big fan. I think the rest of us are fairly big fans as well. It was nice and cool. It was nice and breezy, and we were off the field before the storms and the rain moved in. Gribs, glad to see you, as always. Um, a busy day. Not only do we have practice today, the final of two OTA-type practices, uh, Coach talked, Mac Wilson talked, Joel Batonio talked. We'll get your reaction to them here in just a second. But first and foremost, our owners, Jimmy and Dee Haslam, talked with the media. And actually, we just got done hearing from the Haslam's. Uh, your, your takeaways from what uh, the owners had to say in their annual, uh, I, I guess it's a state of the team. It's not an address so much as it's a Q&A with the media, but your takeaways from uh, what the Haslam's had to say today. Well, I think first thing, they, they made it clear that they, they feel like a lot of us and that they miss the people here at, at, at the, the training camp. And it's the fans, obviously, there's thousands of those, but clearly you have way less Browns employees, way less media. I mean, it's just a lot less people uh, in, in the area. And it was that's what always made training camp unique, even growing up here. I mean, you see thousands of people coming to watch a team practice. Uh, it's not like that everywhere else. And I think that that's what makes – uh, the Browns kind of a special franchise and I think they know that and in their years of owning the team so that was one thing they made clear second thing is that it still appears to be a bit of a holding pattern with kind of figuring out just how many fans uh, if any are, are going to be allowed in, in the stadium this year and, that, and it, it, as, as Jimmy said it, it's going to be evolving and flexible and I think that they know that their plan is is thorough and they've, they've put a task force together to to, to get it in front of the, the important people. But ultimately, as they acknowledge, they know it's out of their hands. I, I think this is uh, something that's going to go up to the state uh, government level uh, and, and come down to the city government level as well. And clearly, you want to be have as many people in there as possible, but you also want it to be safe. And, and you don't want to have uh, a football game be the reason for, for this, this pandemic to get any worse. So I think that there's a lot that still needs to be figured out. And you, as we've learned through this pandemic, what, what you know now, it can be completely different three weeks from now. So I think the Browns have about a month to work with. Hopefully you get some clarity on this in a couple weeks. And then just in general, outside of the pandemic stuff, I think that they clearly just feel good with their setup right now. I mean, this would be such a more maybe upbeat conversation if, if we weren't dealing with a pandemic right now, because I think they feel good with the, the, the moves they've made, the players they've acquired, most importantly, the GM and coach they've hired. Uh, and I think that was evident in hearing them talk today. Yeah, I think the what they had to say about Baker Mayfield and, more importantly, Dee's relationship with Odell Beckham Jr., uh, we, we got to hear a little bit from her uh, about how comfortable he is. And he, he had a conversation with her where he said, I'm really comfortable. I'm settled into my home. I feel good. Like, I, And it goes to show, again, what we've been hearing all offseason – is he's really getting settled in, he's healthy, and it's one of those situations where he's ready to play, and we'll get to the top players of the day, but today was Odell Day <laughs> from, a, from a practice standpoint. But just the comfort level, not just that they have with the players, but also the nice and the great things that we all know from working in the building. But what Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski – and even Paul DePodesta have done to stabilize this franchise. Yeah, and I thought the, the 
their remarks about uh, Barry and Stefanski, the most uh, almost humorous thing was that Jimmy was just like, both of them are really calm. And I think that's that's what you need in, in these situations. And that's what we've kind of experienced in our dealings with them. There's just not not a lot that's going to you know make them frazzled or, or waver. And that's why they've just been able to kind of carefully make a lot of different plans. I'm sure there's been thousands of more plans that we haven't seen come together because when you're planning, you obviously have multiple options and, and they're going with what they're able to do. And I thought today was a good example of that. I think that they, they had to make a decision to really throw off the schedule uh, on your second day of practice, which you, you want these guys to get into routine. Football players are creatures of habit. You want everything to be the same, but they had to, to kind of rearrange everything today to accommodate the weather because right now you really don't have a field house. And even when you did have a field house, practice isn't the same when you just have one short field. You have to really change things. So uh, they, were, they were right in their decision. They would not have been able to practice today probably uh, at their normal time. So they got in a good productive session, and, and it was the flexibility and adaptability that we just keep hearing about throughout this thing. All right. So that's some takeaways from the Haslam's. Uh, before they talked, Kevin Stefanski talked, Mac Wilson, and of course, Joel Batonio and you know, Gribbs, you, you talked about it on Friday and your what to watch for coming up on Sunday. And you said, I want to see what this team looks like after a day off. And some of the prior coaches that were part of this franchise uh, lamented frequently that uh, after a day off, the guys were a little sluggish and not the greatest. Coach right off the bat said a much better effort today. Still some sloppiness, still some things to work on but a much better effort coming off of a day off. Uh, and he, he said, maybe it's because of the weather. It was beautiful outside, but a much better effort. Did you see that today? You know, honestly, I'll, I'll be honest. I thought Friday's effort looked all right. So I didn't, from my <laughs> vantage point, it looked, uh, it looked about the same, to be honest. But uh, he obviously has a more nuanced view of, of, of what he's seeing out there. I did think there was a, a period or two in particular where, you could see the the energy and intensity level up, and I think that the the, the, mo the maybe the biggest moment of practice was when Kevin Johnson made a, a pass breakup near the sidelines, just lit the defense on fire. They were going nuts, and then the next play, he he kind of uh, gets in a bit of a scrap with Donovan Peoples Jones, and I think that's it was it was really nothing, and it and it kind of went away after maybe two seconds. It was just a play that went a little bit beyond the whistle, but. That's that's good to see during during an OTA type practice. I mean, the, the, the players are engaged, and I think from 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 my you know armchair psychologist standpoint, I think these guys have been cooped up for four or five months, and they just seem genuinely excited to be playing the, the sport they love. And I think that that's that's been something I think that stood out to me a little bit is that the guys just seem very excited to be out there. As Batonio mentioned, you know, you go through all these protocols all day. But you really, once you're out there, you're not really thinking about it too much. And even though clearly there's still even protocols in place on the field to make things uh, a little bit different. But I think the, the energy and enthusiasm hasn't lacked despite kind of just everything else being totally weird. Yep, uh, I would agree. I, I thought Friday, like you, I, I came away from Friday going, well, for a first practice OTA style, I thought it went pretty well. Thought coach maybe saw it a different way, obviously, and that's why he gets paid the big bucks, and that's why we're doing a podcast. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, he said he enjoyed the effort today. I thought it was a much better effort, so that's a good thing. Um, he had high praise for Joel Batonio, and from all indications, there are a lot of expectations for Joel Batonio, not only on the field, 
uh, and rightfully so, being that he's a Pro Bowl guard, but also off the field as it pertains to helping to develop Jedrick Wills. And Joel also had a couple poignant comments when he talked to the media today about the sense of urgency that was needed to get Jedrick Wills up to speed in an offseason where the rookies really couldn't progress the way that they normally would. Yeah, and I, I think Joel's in a unique situation. They sandwiched by two rookies right now on the offensive line uh, after two rookies who did not have an offseason program uh, on the field at least. And I, I think clearly we, we're of the belief and the hope that J.C. Treader is going to be back in time for the start of the season. But clearly Jedrick Wills, that's where he's going to be. And they need him to be as good as possible and, and ready to go uh, day one against Baltimore. And I, I think that he's clearly going to get better as the season goes on, but you need him to be at a level that is acceptable to, to keep, to do what you want to do uh, against one of the best teams in football. So I, I think that he, he's played with a lot of different left tackles uh, since Joe Thomas uh, retired. I think that clearly Jedrick Wills brings the big, the best pedigree so far of those guys that he's lined up against. And I, I think he's a believer in, in what he can do. And I, I think it's going to be interesting to see that relationship kind of evolve here. I'm confident in Jedrick Wills. I think Batonio ultimately is as well, but he's been in his shoes before and, and knows that whatever he faced as a rookie in 2014 has been kind of the difficulty level has been escalated quite a bit because Joel was kind of out there sandwiched between two, I would think, uh, are we safe to say two Hall of Famers that, that, are, that, that were out there? I mean, I think that's, that's a decent place to be as opposed to where Jedrick, he's out there with Joel, who's really good, but he's out on an island there at left tackle. Yeah, uh, there, there's a lot of work to be done. I think all, all parties acknowledge, but they also acknowledge we've got a month. We've got time to get everybody up to speed. I think that was key today. Um, yeah, there's a sense of urgency, but they also know they have time on their side. They don't have preseason games. And I, I think when you look at the schedule when it comes to preseason games, I mean, usually you're having a walk through the day before the game. Yeah, you play the game, but then you're off the next day. Like, there, it's, it's a three-day swing there, whereas right now with no preseason games, I mean, you're going to have five straight days of practices here. Uh, today started five straight days before the next player off day on Friday, and you're not taking time out for walkthroughs and slowing down days. It is, it is two hours every day of hard practice and then meetings and everything that you need to do to get these guys the reps that they need to hopefully be ready for September 13th. Yeah, it'll be interesting because it'll be especially interesting for the veterans who tend to not play much in the preseason because I think that's where it's going to be really different for them because they're usually they're definitely the team in general usually is de-escalating by this portion of training camp or a little bit maybe down the road whereas it's going to maybe hit its crescendo at like usually week three of the preseason where that's usually where you're really toning things down a, a bit on the practice field so it might be more of an adjustment for the veterans than it honestly is for some of these rookies, because as Grant Delpit said Friday, he's never had a preseason game ever. So, I mean, it's not like this is not that different for him. He knows he's got to be ready to go week one, no matter what, without preseason games. So for the rookies that they're obviously dealing with a degree of difficulty of not having the offseason program, but they're also having the ignorance is bliss when it comes to the differences in that, what they're experiencing and build up to the season. Yeah. I, I, the other guy that talked to the media today, Mac Wilson, linebacker, um, and, and Mac was very vocal today as it pertains to the criticism or the disrespect 
that his linebacker room is feeling right now with a lot of people, a lot of national pundits, you know, in the position rankings, they've got the Browns linebacking core down toward the bottom. And Mac Wilson made it known it is not going unnoticed. So there's a lot of bulletin board material right now for that linebacker room. Uh, a lot to prove. Frankly, they do have a lot to prove. But there are some good players in there, and they want it known that they're not going to be the so-called weak link that some national people think. Yeah, and I think it's a, obviously a good motivating factor. They, they have plenty of bulletin board material. But, you know, I think he knows this, and we all know this. They ultimately just have to go out and prove it. And I think that that's, that's, that's not something you can do even if you did have a preseason, no one's going to care if, if you did well in the preseason, but it's just, it's going to be a week in week out thing during the season. So it's, it's going to be a matter of first seeing who are the best three that emerges as the, as the starters of this group and then going out and, and not being, I mean, frankly, first off, step one, don't be a liability for the defense, just be a solid contributing part. The linebacking core be a solid contributing part of this defense and doing their jobs. And that should be good enough. And they're really good up front with the defensive line. Defensive backfield's got some talented players. I think at the linebacker level, if that group is just comp is just solid, that's enough to prove some people wrong who didn't believe in you. But I think they obviously have bigger goals than that, and that's good. Uh, but I think they just it's it's good to, to see every group can pull some motivation. It can be uh, more difficult for the the more elite you get, the the more uh, creative you have to get with what motivates you. For the linebacking court, it's kind of out there, plain and simple. They they know what they need to do to to prove people wrong and. Uh, it's out there in front of them now, and they just have to go do it. Interesting thoughts from or comments from him. He's been at the will linebacker spot, but Joe Woods and his position coaches have said every linebacker spot's open and up for grabs, but he has taken most of his snaps at will. Yeah, I mean, and if I'm like ranking who I think is most likely to be starting in day one, I'm, I'm probably putting Mac Wilson number one in that just he played he was a starter every game last season outside of the the first couple and he played almost every snap and I just think that alone gives him an edge over most of the guys in that group and I, so I think he's in a great spot but it's good to hear a player who's in that good spot not view it that way and I think that'll that'll that that's going to carry over motivation wise I I like the fact that he talked to Takeo Spikes during the offseason you know which is you know if you know Alabama that's the, the house divided right there between Alabama and an Auburn guy uh, getting together and, and talking. And they worked with other NFL linebackers this offseason to try to get better. So clearly a motivated guy has had the chip on his shoulder since he was a fifth round pick uh, in the draft last year. So uh, it was good to hear from him. And I, I think that he's going to have a, a pretty big role in this defense this year. Yeah, I, a lot going to be expected from Mac Wilson. Uh, at that linebacker spot. All right, let's move on to today and practice. Going into the day, obviously moved up because of the weather. Uh, Damian Ratley uh, working off to the side today along with Miles Garrett. Obviously, J.C. Treader out today. Uh, the team right before practice started signing center Casey Dunn. Uh, finished 2019 on the Saints practice squad. Also played in a couple of games for Washington in 2018. And then per Tom Pelissero on Saturday in his notable tryouts tweet, uh, veteran guard Ronald Leary and center Joey Hunt also uh, were in the tryout uh, reportedly for the Cleveland Browns. But the Browns picking up another center. And Gribbs, it goes back to you don't want your starters burning out. And right now Nick Harris is your starter, but you don't need him burning out 
um, and, and overdoing it uh, with the snap count to here in this quote preseason. Yeah, and it, it, it's also a chain reaction of the guys you lost to opt outs. I mean, a couple of your guys who are centers like Willie Wright, he's probably playing some guard right now. So you just need some bodies at these at these spots, and you know you, you want to bring it. You don't want to have someone who you believe is going to be a guard in the season lose reps at that position because you need someone to snap the ball. I think that's that's what this comes down to. So not a surprise to to see the the team kind of I think they're now maybe they're still maybe back to the level they were at after losing all the opt-out guys uh, at the position from a body standpoint, but then then you lose JC Treader. So that that knocks you down another one. So uh, it's it's a much more difficult and tedious process to even get guys into your building and, and go through tryouts. So you gotta be it's almost like you could maybe gather guys a little easier before. And now you have to be even careful with who you're picking for tryouts because you don't want to waste all the time and resources that goes into it. So uh, it, it, it's one of those things that we'll see happen, just maybe not at kind of the fast and furious pace that usually happens at this time of year. Yeah, they are definitely scouring the waiver wire. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got to get a few bodies. And Joe Thomas on Browns Daily said it. You know, you, you technically want to have up to 15 offensive linemen in here for camp. You want a full five, you want a second full five, and then you want a smattering of guys that you want to take a look at you know, that third team in case you need to give veterans a day off and move everything around and move guys up. So uh, we are definitely not at that number right now. So uh, the, the, the task continues for Andrew Barry and company as they continue to look for some more offensive linemen. Uh, takeaways from today's practice. Uh, I know we talked about a much better effort. What else did you see out there today, Gribbs? I just, I mean, it was more, it was very similar to the, to the previous practice. I think one thing that stood out to me, and it, I just, a lot of activity from all three of the Browns tight ends, what I was well, seeing Austin Hooper, David Njoku, Harrison Bryant, all making what I would consider 15 to 20 yard catches with the catch and run uh, before really facing much contact. So clearly an early and often indicator of what this, this offense could look like. And, you know, as you mentioned at the top, I mean, Odell Beckham had a practice. I mean, this was something where it's just, you didn't see this last year because he was never really at a hundred percent. Wasn't really able to be as involved as much as he was. I remember this time last year where, talking about wide receivers with the first team that some didn't even make the team because you had guys rotating in and out because of injuries. But you know, this is a good practice for Odell. And he's, he's a talented player and he's, and he's healthy. And I think that's, that's good to see. And, and as we mentioned previously with, with Kevin Johnson, he's been active early on in practice. And he's clearly lined up as, as probably that number one option in the slot. And that makes you feel good that your secondary, at least at that top level, looks pretty locked in with Denzel Ward greedy and, and Kevin Johnson potentially there. So uh, finding stability anywhere at this part of camp is good because you don't want to go into a camp with a lot of loose ends where you're on a, a time crunch. So I think that's, that's been, that's been good to see and where you're seeing some players at these top positions playing pretty well right now. Yeah. I'm ready for the pads to come on. That's yeah. my good takeaway. Okay. I'm ready for them to move fields. Yeah. I would like them to be a little closer. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll adjust my vantage point. I had a little bit better sight than last time, uh, but uh, I'll take it. Uh, wherever they want to work, we'll be able to watch. But uh, maybe, maybe, maybe a field change in the future for pad stays. Yeah, well, let's hope that uh, that is indeed the case. Uh, all right, so we have our top three players that we're going to point out every day in practice. Uh, for better, for worse, whatever. The three guys that really stood out to us. 
obviously number one, Odell Beckham Jr. had quite the day. And, you know, you had mentioned last year, we didn't see it a lot. There were a couple times. I, I remember, I will never forget the two-minute drill that we ran in practice. It was, it was a day that it was a little sloppy. And at the end, it was a hot day. It was like a weekend day. And we ran a two-minute drill, and it was bang, bang, bang. Odell, Jarvis, Odell. Uh, there might have been one other play, and it was touchdown. And we all looked at each other, and we were like, oh, okay. So they can do that whenever they want. They can flip that switch on. Um, but Odell, of course, got dinged up and, you know, played hurt for the rest of the season. But uh, Odell today, a couple one-handed snags, a couple really good snags, diving for balls all over the football field, a solid day for him. Who else stood out to you? Well, I mentioned earlier, I was almost ruining my surprise, but Kevin Johnson is standing out to me a lot. I think him and both Denzel Ward as well. I mean, both of them, those guys are playing at, at a high level. And uh, I, I'd say one person, I, mean, I don't know how involved he's going to be as a rookie, but every time I watch it, I just look at a guy like Harrison Bryant. And I think like, this is a guy that can play. And I, I just wonder with the two guys in front of him, how realistic that's going to be. But I've just been more impressed with the way he moves and the size. Like, I just think he looks the part uh, of what you want that position. I, I know there's, there's really no position on the field that's more unforgiving as a rookie than tight end. And I know it's going to take some time, but I just like the look of, of the player and, and how he kind of fits and just the, the movement, everything like that. I, I've, I've just been impressed every time I see him catch the ball. All right, so I had Odell. We both had Kevin Johnson. We both had Odell. We both had Kevin Johnson. Uh, my third guy that stood out to me, Jojo Natson, uh, was really active today. Uh, I, I thought he was getting open. They were finding ways to get him the football, some creative things uh, that they're working on. And just a guy that I think can be used a lot of different ways uh, in this Kevin Stefanski offense. And got to see a lot of him today. And uh, the young man uh, did not disappoint. So uh, I know he's fighting for a spot. I know that, you know, special teams essentially is what he's going to be asked to do more than anything else. But I think there could be a role in that wide receiver room for him. Yeah, it's interesting because he really wasn't asked to do much of that at all uh, with the Rams. And, I mean, they were loaded at that position. I think the Browns obviously have some very good receivers as well. But clearly a, a different body type and different skill set uh, with Jojo Natson than, than the rest of that room. And uh, you, you really do wonder if this could be almost a, a rebirth for him a, as a wide receiver because he, really, he hasn't caught a pass since he was with the Jets. So, I mean, it, it, it'll be, it, it would be interesting to see what kind of role he carves out there because I think beyond Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham, it's really anyone's guess on how the rest of that room fits in. Yeah, uh, I would agree. Uh, there, there's, a lot, there's a lot to watch in that room. And, and those guys, those if you're not the starting wide receivers, there's going to be a lot expected of you in case, God forbid, one of our top two go down. I mean, we talk about how good our top two are. What's that next level look like? Because guys get dinged up. Guys might have to miss a quarter or miss a, you know, God forbid, miss a game. How are guys going to step up into those roles? And that'll be interesting to watch here in the coming weeks. The pads come on tomorrow. Four straight days of practice before another day off, five overall. What are you expecting? What are you looking forward to seeing tomorrow here uh, I mean, Monday? Th this day is always one of our favorites every year, and it'll just be interesting to see what what level you really ramp it up to on that first day. And I, I think that that's always the, 
the, the interesting thing, we'll, we'll see how much you do with team periods, how active it can be that way. I, I do think, it, keep it in mind, I mean, the reason that we are having this, this oh, deliberate buildup to the season is because, you know, the year that the NFL had its lockout with no offseason, injuries went way up. And I think that's going to be something that they're, they're going to keep in mind. So I wouldn't expect some kind of old school Bear Bryant uh, type practice on, on Monday. I think you've got to be careful. You need, you've got enough things to worry about, about getting these guys all to the season. You got to get these guys to the season. So I think you got to be physical when you need to, uh, but it's, it's, it's all part of a kind of a careful process. That, that, so I would just put it that way. Yep, I would agree. I know that Coach Stefanski was asked about it in his presser today. Are you going to tackle to the ground? And he said, that remains to be seen. I can't imagine that we'll see that, but you never know. Maybe we see one period of it. But I, I really think that uh, it's going to be continuing to ramp up and maybe things get a little more physical a week from now yeah. <laughs> when we're back uh, on Saturday and Sunday after that second player day off. I feel like that could come into play as well. Looking forward to it. It will be a full week, and we will be with you after every practice. We'll start incorporating some players, some coaches into, uh, into the program here, and uh, looking forward to ex continuing to expand things as we, as we try to navigate ourselves <laughs> where we're going and how we're getting interviews and who we're talking to. Uh, a lot of things still to come in the coming weeks as we work our way to Labor Day weekend and that cut-down day. Uh, and then, you know, on Labor Day, officially getting ready for the 2020 NFL season and a trip to Baltimore in week one. Thanks to Jeff McDaniel for all of his hard work. Thanks to Andrew Gribble as well. We are back with you on Monday. You can like and subscribe to the best podcast available, Training Camp Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check us out on YouTube, YouTube youtube.com slash Browns. For Andrew Gribble. I'm Jason Gibbs. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the best podcast available.